Welcome to the Larnie Wilson Show, where I help you live the life you want without guilt, fear, or shame. So today we are doing something a little bit different. I am going to be telling you a little story of how my week of moving out of Pittsburgh was. This is a behind the scenes (laughs) into my life, into the experiences that happened. And, you know, usually I'm talking about a theme, I'm giving some advice, I'm weaving my hypnotherapist perspective. And that's not to say that won't happen, but I really want this to feel like we are sitting down as friends, like I'm chatting with you, I'm sending you a voice note. I'm updating you on my life because I think that these kind of stories can be just as powerful as the other ways that I like to share about the work that I do because this story is really about embodying a lot of beliefs that allowed everything to work out the way that it did. And I hope you'll enjoy. So if you've been like waiting for the uh, Larnie Wilson show to do a little bonus behind the scenes, real life update episode, this is for you. So let me take you back as I am recording this right now. It is a Wednesday and I moved out of Pittsburgh last Thursday. So almost a week ago, but the moving process for me started at the beginning of May, about two weeks before I was set to actually move. I wanted to keep my apartment as normal as I could for as long as I could. And so that's what I did. I waited until the beginning of May to pack everything up. And then I started like, you know, with the winter clothes, with the winter shoes, with the things that I knew I wasn't going to need. And pretty quickly, I filled up all of the like plastic storage containers that I had and needed to get boxes. And I ended up going to a liquor store, you know, and like the back of a liquor store, they often have like tons of empty boxes. And so I was able to go there and get a bunch. And so I started filling things up. My house started turning into what looked like a very chaotic mess. And I was doing a little bit every single day, but it just felt like a lot. If you've moved recently, or maybe you just remember your last move, it is so much. I wanted to avoid the pressure and the stress so much, but you know what? I think some of that is just inherent to the moving process. So I was doing that packing for about two weeks, and then my mom flew into Pittsburgh the Monday morning of moving week. That was her plan. So that morning, I, excuse me, I woke up. I went to my favorite place, Pigeon Bagel, and got my favorite bagels in Pittsburgh. If you are in Pittsburgh, you should definitely go to Pigeon. Uh, If you live there, then you already know. Went there, and then I went to Trader Joe's because I wanted to get some hummus. I like hummus on my everything bagel. As someone who went vegan when like vegan cream cheeses were not really a thing, hummus has been my go-to bagel topping for a decade. (laughs) So I needed to go get some hummus to put on my everything bagel. And as I was in the checkout, the cashier said to me, he was like, Hey, do you like, do you want free flowers? And I was like, free flowers. And he was like, yeah, we got a lot of extra flowers. So we're giving these away for free. And he gestured to, you know, the dozen or so bouquets that were on the windowsill. And I was like, wow, of course. And so I picked out my free bouquet of flowers. And that was the first sign that I had that this was going to be a good moving week. It felt like a little nod from the universe, a little beautiful like moment of presence to be like, here's a gift. Enjoy this gift. And if you know me, you know that I love having fresh flowers in my home. They're something that feels so special to me. They feel really just like you can bring the outside inside. I just love it. And so the fact that I got that free bouquet of flowers 
amazing. I was already in a good mood. My mom arrived. She is so cute and wonderful. And I was so happy to have her there. We went and went to have our favorite Indian food for lunch and then went back to the apartment and started packing. And honestly, it was just days, days, days and days of packing. And you know, for the most part, I felt really good. The week before my mom got there, I had felt really emotional and really overwhelmed. But once she was there, there's something about my mom, and maybe this is a mom thing in general, but I just feel like they kick things into high gear. And in this case, it was like, in the best way possible, we were getting things done, we were organized, I was labeling all the boxes, like, it was amazing. Uh, the day after my mom got there, one of my really good friends, Molly, came to have dinner with us. We had SPAC, which is another Pittsburgh highlight. Um, and so that was amazing. She got to meet my mom in person for the first time. We had such a nice time. And, you know, it was really bizarre uh, saying goodbye to her and realizing that was the last time I was going to see her in person for a long time. I really... You know, I think that whole week I kind of struggled with this feeling of like everything is the last, but also feeling like, oh, this is very normal and I'm just doing these things. And I think there was just so much adrenaline of the move. There was so much of this focus of like, okay, we just need to get things done. We just need to get things done. There really wasn't time for a lot of tears or a lot of reflection, even because there was just so much to do. That was Tuesday night. Then Wednesday, Wednesday morning, my mom and I went to the bank. So why do we go to the bank? Well, the two-ish weeks before, maybe a week and a half before, I had called my bank because my debit card was going to expire while I was out of the country. Um, and I was going to need my debit card in order to pay for my life. So I called, I asked if they could send me a new one in advance so I could receive it before I left. They were like, no problem. Well, that card hadn't come. And so I eventually called them on that Tuesday afternoon and was like, what happened? <laughs> you know, where is this card? And so they told me they were like, oh, actually, um, there's no record of there being a card requested or sent. So yeah, at this point, you're going to need to go in person to the bank where they can print you a debit card. And there's just certain branches that are able to do that. So the branch that was that was going to help, be able to help me was super nearby, which was great. My mom and I went on that Wednesday morning. We were able to get the debit card printed, which is so cool, by the way. Like, have you ever gone to a bank and they printed you a debit card? That was awesome. And on the way back, we passed by a liquor store and the door to like the warehouse part was open because one of the employees was out on a smoke break. And mom and I looked in and we saw all of these empty boxes and we looked at each other and she was like, should we go back and ask for some more boxes? Because my mom had felt like we needed boxes. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And so the fact that we like came across these boxes. It just felt like another sign, like go and ask, go and get these boxes. So we asked the guy, he was super nice about it, super chill. He was like, yeah, these boxes are the better ones. So like amazing. We got like five or six more boxes, carried them back to my apartment. We were able to pack everything up. It honestly turned out to be like the perfect amount of boxes. We were fitting stuff in. Oh my gosh, we just made everything fit somehow. And that night we were meant to go over to the family that I used to babysit for and see the the parents and the kids one more time, have dinner with them. And, you know, they were going to feed us so we didn't have to worry about it. And unfortunately, one of the kids had had a fever all that week and he had not yet been 24 hours without having a fever. And so 
It was a really hard decision to make because I had not anticipated that the last time I saw them would be the last time I saw them. And I think this is one of the hard things about life is like, you have plans, you anticipate that things are going to happen in a certain way, and then life happens. And the time that I did see the kids, which was just a week before then, I had I was fortunately able to see them a lot right before I left. But the week before, I remember just being like, okay, great. Like this feels easy and good because I'm gonna see them next week. And it was just lovely. Like the little girl fell asleep in my arms towards the end of the night, and the little boy played piano after we had dessert, and we just had like a really lovely, lovely time. And so at that point, I wasn't even sad because I was like, oh, I'm totally gonna see them again. We're gonna play again. We're gonna like have dinner again. Like it's gonna work. And so the fact that there was this sickness that came up. It was really tough. It was really tough. And mom and I went back and forth about what we should do. But ultimately, you know, for, I think it's just good practice to not be around someone intentionally who has had a fever and it hasn't been 24 hours fever free. My mom is a nurse and, you know, knows the importance of that and has worked in schools before. So like, that's a policy she's super familiar with. Um, But it was really sad. And it was so hard not to be able to see them again. And that was definitely one of the challenges of the week was just feeling like I missed out on the opportunity to be with them in person again and to spend time with them and to hug them and just like, you know, be in that space. But ultimately, that was the choice that we felt more comfortable with, knowing that I was going to be still traveling. Mom would be going back, you know, to Maryland, to work, to all of her life. And um, they were able to bring over the empanadas that we were going to eat and some desserts, which was so, so, so thoughtful. And we ended up having a really beautiful Zoom uh, or like a FaceTime. No, it was Zoom call together. And the dad had actually made this really touching um, video of little like videos of me with the kids throughout the years. And it was so emotional. I cried so much. That was the point when I really did cry that week. Uh, just seeing the growth and the transformation that had happened since I had started working for that family and helping to raise those kids. And some of you may know, but maybe you don't, as I was with this family for almost seven years, I started babysitting for them when their son, their oldest was 10 weeks old, and he is about to turn seven in about a week and a half. And so I was there, you know, from the time he was 10 weeks, I was there when they gave birth to their daughter, their second child. Like there were so many milestones that we had and it was such a lovely video that he made to honor that and to commemorate all of that. And, you know, I feel extremely grateful to have been in those kids' lives in person for as long as I was. And I also know that this isn't the end. Like we fully intend and plan to keep in touch in new ways and to have some monthly calls so we can see each other and we can catch up. I'm going to be writing the kids postcards from the different places that I'm going to. And hopefully our paths will cross again. They're going to be doing some traveling. I'm on the road for the foreseeable future. So I feel really good about what's possible, but it was an extremely emotional evening. And I just felt like after that, I was personally very tapped out. I was really, really just emotionally drained. I think those kids were some of the most important people 
in my time in Pittsburgh. And so that was obviously going to be a really big goodbye. So that was that Wednesday night. Mom and I were able to do like the remaining packing. It feels like there was just so many things, little things to finish. And then we got up early on Thursday morning. The movers, oh my gosh, fortunately I had movers. Um, and I am so grateful. I would highly recommend like budgeting and movers in your moves if that's at all possible because I took like a week off of work to just pack and I was exhausted and overwhelmed and emotional and I didn't even have to do like the heavy lifting. So we got up early on Thursday around five so that we could do the absolute final touches. And then um, the movers arrived around probably around 930. Um, And then they got started. And I put Tori in the bathroom while the movers were there. And, you know, he was fine. I put his food and water in there and a little blanket. And that way he was out of the way the movers could do what they needed to do. And it really worked. Like, they made everything so much easier. I was so incredibly grateful. And it was about maybe 3, 10, 9, 30, 10, 11, 12, maybe like three, three to four hours of them loading things up. And after they left, I got this very surprise visit from a childhood friend, Bernasia, who has lived down the street from me in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. And we kept trying to see each other, kept trying to connect Um, but it just didn't, you know, worked out. It didn't work out life, adulthood, you know, all the things. And she had saw that I posted something on Instagram and was like, let me go down and see if she's still here. So she came and wished me like all of the best and was just so kind and so loving and just made me feel so supported and encouraged. And it was really, really beautiful. I I never would have expected that she would have shown up, but the fact that she was there just felt like a little angel, like another reminder that like everything is working out and I have so much support. And it was like, you know, the flowers from earlier in the week, getting the extra boxes that we needing, ha- needed, having Bernasia visit, like so many of these things that happened that just felt like little nudges, little reminders, like, hey, it's going to be okay. Something I forgot to mention is that the m- Monday as I was driving mom back from the airport, actually a a small pebble hit my windshield and made this huge crack in my windshield. And even that, like I was able to contact my insurance company. I was able to set up an appointment to get the windshield fixed when I, once I got back to Maryland, like all of that just happened so easily. It truly felt like I was being ushered out, ushered into this next chapter. Like everything was falling into place. When I even think about the windshield thing, it's like, because I'm driving at this this part of my nomad experience. It was almost like giving me a fresh, a fresh lens to look through, you know, a fresh window to look through as I move into this next chapter, which is so beautiful. Like I'm, I'm still realizing the significance of all of this. And so after Bernasia left, we were pretty much all done. I had let Tori out because I wanted him to be able to like see the apartment. And I felt so bad for him. He was so scared he like tiptoed out of the bathroom, saw the apartment was empty, meowed and ran right back into the bathroom. He just, he didn't know what to make of it all. I felt so bad. I'd never seen him so scared like that, but packed him up, got myself together. My car was full of plants. If you had seen any like videos or pictures of my apartment on social media, you might know that I had 
tons of plants. And I only sold a couple of them before I left. I didn't realize how many plants I had, to be honest. And literally the only thing we could fit into my car basically was plants. So it was plants, Tori, me and mom, and even like our little overnight bags, because like the larger uh, suitcases and stuff we put in the moving truck because there just wasn't room. So we packed up and we got lunch from my absolute favorite bakery in Pittsburgh, Allegro. If you're there, you need to go. If you visit Pittsburgh, you need to go to Allegro. It's all vegan. It is extremely delicious. They have such incredible baked goods, sweet and savory, delicious sandwiches. And there's this amazing, amazing cashier who I've talked about, or maybe she's more than a cashier. I know she works front of house named Allie. So shout out to you, Allie, if you're listening to this somehow, um, who just was always so warm, so lovely, so inviting. I think I talked about her in a past episode of like making friends before you leave. And I got to go in and say goodbye to her. And it was just so sweet, so bittersweet, you know, so bittersweet to say all of these goodbyes. And then after that, we drove to Maryland. Mom and I got in. We rearranged some stuff in her basement because that's where she is graciously storing my all of my boxes of stuff. And um, the movers drove down on Thursday as well, but they didn't deliver until Friday morning, which was perfect. They were able to rest. We were able to like rearrange things, rest a little bit. And then Friday morning, the movers arrived and unloading happened really fast. They were basically done in maybe two, two and a half hours max, but they were amazing. Those movers, shout out to Trey and Kyra because they were awesome. And that was that. They finished. I drove to get my windshield fixed like, and it was done. And honestly, that entire week, although there were the challenges of the windshield, of not getting to see the kids again, although there were the stresses of packing up, of really saying a final goodbye, it all just went so well. And I honestly don't think I could have asked for it to go any smoother. I mean, yes, I would have loved to have seen the kids. Yes, I would have loved for my windshield not to have gotten this giant crack. But I was just grateful that the windshield didn't like implode on me while I was driving. Like that was really all I was concerned about. And so all in all, I just felt so supported. I felt so just blessed and loved and like... This was a very easeful, gentle closing of a chapter. And, you know, I think sometimes we don't have those experiences. I think sometimes the end of a chapter can feel very abrasive. It can feel very harsh. It can feel very intense, overwhelming. And that's not to say that there weren't those moments too, right? But all in all, I feel like everything was pointing to me leaving and everything was so supportive of me leaving. And I carried those free Trader Joe's flowers home. Like you had better believe I was not leaving those flowers in Pittsburgh because I felt like they were given to me as a reminder of all of the beauty that I get to receive simply by showing up in the places that I am choosing to show up in. And they were still alive and well, and they were still alive and well, even when I left on, on Monday. So a week after I got those flowers, they were still doing great. So that is what moving week was like. It is completely surreal. For those of you that do not yet know, I am currently in Toronto and I'm going to be here for the next five weeks, which I'm really excited about. And I 
am still pinching myself that this is happening. You know, I had been thinking about and wanting to leave Pittsburgh for probably three years, ever since 2020. You know, the lockdowns and the pandemic really made me reconsider my life and the way that I was living and why I was doing what I was doing. But it took about three years for me to put everything into place, to get everything lined up so that I could make this move. And I want to really emphasize that because I think sometimes we see, you know, these radical transformations happen on social media or we hear it from whomever, but like your transition doesn't have to be overnight. Would it have been really cool if I could have been like, okay, I'm ready to leave Pittsburgh and I just did it. Yeah. But that wasn't the journey. There was a lot of growth and a lot of transformation that got to happen because there was a three-year process of me winding down my life there. You know, I've spoken a bit about leaving babysitting. I've spoken a bit about having, you know, relationships, friendships, like all of these things that needed to be explored and experienced. And if I had just been able to pick up and leave the moment I thought I wanted to, none of that would have been possible. And so I say this, I think maybe the moral of this story is that when it is when it is the right time to leave, when you are taking actions that are aligned with what you know is in your best interest, things can run smoothly. They might not be completely you know, spot-free. There might be some bumps, but it really can be easeful and it really can feel correct. Even though I felt so sad at times, even though I felt so much overwhelm at times, I knew that what I was doing was correct. And I think that we do know that when we really allow ourselves time to check in, when we make a choice with intention, with care and thoughtfulness, we know what's right for us. We know what's supportive for us. And that doesn't mean that we get to avoid difficult feelings, but it does mean that when those feelings come up, we can rest assured and rest upon that reminder that we are trusting ourselves to do what is in our greatest and highest good. And I really feel that this is true for me right now. I am so excited. I am extremely tired, (laughs) let me tell you, but I am so excited for this chapter. I honestly cannot even believe like yesterday I like looked up from work and I just was like, wow, I'm in Toronto. I am working in Toronto. I am renting this Airbnb in Toronto. Like what? I'm 20 minutes down the street by foot from one of my very dearest friends right now. And like, that is a gift. You know, there's just, I'm, it's still soaking in. My time in Pittsburgh was over a decade. And so I anticipate this will be a process of transition and a process of realizing that this is my life. But I feel extremely, extremely grateful that I can say I am doing this thing that I have dreamt of doing. And the beautiful thing is that I'm not special in being able to do this. Like I use hypnosis a lot. There are so many things that I have worked through in order to be able to make this move happen. There are so many things that I've worked on leading up to the move in order for this to be as seamless and as supported as it was. And that is why I believe so strongly in working with the subconscious because I know maybe three years ago when I had this idea, maybe I wasn't actually ready. Maybe that healing and that subconscious transformation was actually so key. Like I am feeling so calm and so at peace 
But I know that's because of the work that I've done on a subconscious level. And because I know I'm able to do it, I know that like sometimes we think, oh, well, she's done this. I don't know if I can. But your subconscious is also ready for you to work with it. You know, like your life is also ready for you to make a change if you want to lean into that. It always gets to be a choice. And so I will wrap this little behind the scenes episode up here, just leaving you with that reminder that if you want to make a change, if you want to live a different life, if you want to be in a different place, you can do that. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be hard. It actually can be very supportive and aligned and beautiful and loving if you choose. So I'm excited. I can't wait. Maybe I'll do some more like behind the scenes stuff. You can let me know (laughs) if you want more behind the scenes about my life, if that's helpful, if that's interesting, if that's useful to you in any way. But I hope you really enjoy this episode. I hope you're taking good care. I can't wait to bring you along in Toronto with me and in all the places I'm going to be going because I do have a bit of a plan that I'm excited to uh, get to live out over the next couple of months. So thank you so much for being here let me know what stood out to you, what you're thinking of, what this brought up for you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Larney Wilson show. If you enjoyed this episode, then go ahead and subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and I will see you back here very soon.